We've got a really good video for you today, but first things first, if you play Dynasty Fantasy Football, do us a huge favor and consider subscribing because we're trying to grow this channel. We're trying to get to 10,000 subscribers. We can only do that with you, but let's bring you today's content, which is these players that are skyrocketing up Dynasty rankings. Now we're to the point in the season where you can start thinking about how these rankings how these players are flying up or down and it's actually warranted because you've seen enough of a sample size to where some of this actually means something let's go to josh downs first josh downs we released an entire video here's a clip from that video about josh downs and how you should buy him that came from last summer as you can see we were very very high on josh downs enough to do it again a dedicated video on him and we were absolutely right because we're right about a lot of things sometimes. That mm. was one we nailed. And Josh Downs, mm. in particular, was a guy I was drafting in Devy Leagues a year ago. Loved him at North Carolina. Went into the draft. He fell to the third round, and I was like, my gosh. But then he got drafted by my... There's somewhere on our YouTube channel, there's a video of my reaction when he got drafted. Because we were we were recording <laughs> yeah. a video when it came up on yeah, the and I, and I said, I said, Avery, look. And, uh, and you yeah. said... It was crazy. It yeah. was awesome. We yeah. can put that video in here, too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I do think Josh Downs is living up to the hype that I placed on him. Looking at the last four games for Josh Downs, 14 points, 23 points, 13 points, and 15 points. This is fantastic. Josh Downs was always going to be a receiver that was going to be very good in the NFL in my eyes. And now, when you're looking at his market price, because obviously he's more valuable, he's a wide receiver 28 now. That's pretty high. Yep. So I guess the question is, what do we do with Josh Downs? Josh Downs is a really good receiver. Josh Downs should have been an early second-round pick, probably. Josh Downs fell, but he went to a good situation. He has decent quarterback play. Anthony Richardson will be able to support Josh Downs over the next couple of years. There's obviously the off chance that the Colts draft into the receiver. I obviously don't think it would be the smartest thing to go buy Josh Downs everywhere right now because of the way his price has increased, but I'm not selling him. No. I'm no not way. selling Josh Downs. Nope. I do not think this is his ceiling. I think his ceiling is a wide receiver too. I've always thought that. I will continue to think that. And this is just kind of a my guy. So some people may not agree with this, but at wide receiver 28, I'm fine with that price. I think it could go a little bit higher to wide receiver 22, 24. I'd be cool with that. Now, if it gets any higher, if it gets in the teens, no thank you. But again, I think this is what Josh Downs was created to be. And I do think that if you can get him any cheaper than this, I would still buy if you can get wide receiver three prices for him. Uh yeah, he's on pace for about 110 targets and about 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards. Have you As seen... A rookie. Ha, oh, I'm sorry to get excited. <laughs> Have you seen the metrics with receivers in their rookie season that get 1,000 yards? If he hits that, I'm going to be... They go nuts. It, it's, it's bananas. bananas. So we love Josh Downs. He's we one of us, and we're not... We got so much hate because we're like, you guys are clearly homers. Of course you picked Josh Downs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we were homers. We were right about it. Yeah. I, I'd have no shame he, in being he, a homer well, when it's about a player that I'm convicted. You got to give Avery credit too. He was not a homer on Josh Downs. We he was all over Josh Downs way before he ever went to the Colts. He would have been all about Josh Downs, even if he didn't go to the Colts. And even though he was higher than Simon and I were on Josh Downs, I think anyone in their right mind who saw Josh Downs as a prospect were they were all shocked when he fell to the third round. Yes, that was like unreal like he, he shouldn't have gone any later than the second in our opinion and i think that's holding true right now maybe maybe we beat the nfl on our on our analysis of josh Downs. maybe we should be nfl gms <laughs> no. rasheed rice is going to be our next guy here he has skyrocketed up dynasty rankings just in the last couple of weeks because of what he's done with very limited opportunity honestly five targets four targets six and five over the last month with you know 
not okay very friendly matchups honestly but his snap share has just slowly increased he's gone from 30 to 49 to 59 against the Chargers in week second he's pulled in a couple touchdowns as well he's honestly just been the one that's reaped the benefits of every defense focusing and prioritizing Travis Kelsey as essentially the wide receiver one there and when you're looking at the rest of the receivers in Kansas City it's um Justin Ross, who uh, no longer exists because he's on the commissioner's exempt list. Uh, you've got Justin Watson, who's essentially the deep threat, along with MVS. They get a couple catches a week. And then Kadarius Tony, who can't catch the ball and is kind of a gadget guy. And then you have uh, McCole Hardman, who is now back. And he's doing what McCole Hardman does, which is not very much from a fantasy perspective. So that leaves Rasheed Rice. And our offseason prediction was that Rasheed Rice was going to do this, man, that he would solidify himself as a wide receiver one there. The reason he was being shorted was because of Kadarius Tony. And even though we didn't love Rasheed Rice as a college prospect, the opportunity he's definitely been able to capitalize on, and not even the fact that he's playing with Patrick Mahomes, not even that opportunity. Just the fact that he's been able to, with his limited volume, capitalize on that and really do more than what he's been expected to do as a rookie wide receiver. And what does that do? That gains trust with the best quarterback in the NFL. And in Dynasty Fantasy Football, where you're looking at the contract that Mahomes has long term, and you're looking at Kelsey probably being on his way out, retiring within the next few years, like this is a really great situation for Rasheed Rice to produce as a consistent I would say high-end wide receiver three low-end wide receiver two probably at best but it's really nice compared to what his price was in the offseason I I think you've got to be loving this situation am I buying Rasheed Rice now no kind of the same situation as Josh Downs but I am buying the hype I'm not buying him in Dynasty, but I'll buy the hype. I'm definitely not selling high because I think this is only scratching the surface of of what Rasheed Rice is capable of doing in a very friendly offense for inexperienced, not super talented wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, when you're looking at him as a route runner in college, holy crap. He was first. He, He was in the first percentile against man. First is bad. That's like the worst of the worst of the worst. His route running was bad. Seventh percentile against the zone, 14th percentile against press. You see those numbers on reception perception and his success rate by route. And you're like, oh my gosh, what did the Chiefs see in him? He's going to be an absolute bust. But what you did is you trusted the situation. You trusted their development of wide receivers, hopefully, which they haven't really been able to do since Tyreek Hill. But hey, you may as well bet on the guy who was drafted in the second round who's less raw than Sky Moore. And you end up with a guy who's doing all right, honestly. And and that's what Rasheed Rice is. He's just all right in a situation where Patrick Mahomes is throwing him the ball. I think it just makes the most sense to hold him at this point. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move over to Travis Etienne, who is the running back two in fantasy points this year. Nice. He is the running back four on keep trade cut for dynasty value. So what are we doing with Travis Etienne? There are really two cases to be made here for Travis Etienne. Let's start with the positive one. The positive one is going to be the opportunity share, which is fourth in the league. The carries. He's first in carries. Fifth in targets. Third in rushing yards. Second in receiving yards. Third in total touchdowns. Fourth in fantasy points per game. Now, So all y'all who say we don't take our L's, we're taking our L right here. We were wrong about this Travis season, Etienne. Absolutely. Yeah. Then there's this part. There's this argument, the flip side, the efficiency. He's 40th in true yards per carry. He's 23rd in yards per touch. He's 21st in breakaway run rate, right? Yep. He's 29th in yards created per touch. 
Uh, he's 127th in EPA. He's not the most efficient back. So you have a couple, you have a couple different guys you can look at to compare Travis Etienne's situation. Let's go to Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor in that 2021 season was very good in all these productivity and opportunity stats, but he was efficient. So that's why we were more comfortable buying into him. However, you also have Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs last year wasn't the most efficient back, but was more like this. And let's look at Josh Jacobs this season. How's he doing? It's not been fantastic. So if you invested in Josh Jacobs as a 24-year-old back, now he's 25 in a contract year, not very efficient. It's caught up with him. It's not great. There are multiple cases to be made for Travis Etienne. Really what it comes down to is you have to look at the guys around him. B. John Robinson is the RB1, and then you have Christian McCaffrey and Brees Hall. I'm comfortable taking all three of those guys over Travis Etienne in Dynasty Leagues. Then there's Kenneth Walker. I'm fine if you want Etienne. I'm fine if you want Walker. I'd probably lean Etienne. And then there are two guys here. Devon A-Chain, A-Chan, sorry, and Jameer Gibbs. And Jonathan Taylor. Well, yeah. <clears throat> but these two guys in particular are guys yeah. that I would, because they are within two spots of Travis Etienne in value, if you can flip them in a third for Travis Etienne, I'm doing it. I want Travis Etienne over those guys. Because Travis Etienne, number one. Yeah, I mean... You can compare him to each of those guys, but he, situationally, especially comparing him to Jameer Gibbs, he's in a better situation. The opportunity share alone, the opportunity share in the red zone carries and the touchdowns alone, it makes him far better option than Jameer Gibbs because he's, I mean, he is another talented pass catcher. So he has a PPR upside. But when you're comparing him to A-Chan, I mean, number one, he's also, again, he's getting more opportunity than A-Chan, even though A-Chan's been, is like super efficient so far. That's not going to continue. ETN has more workhorse capability than HN, for sure. There also is the argument to be made that ETN is in a very good offense and will be for the next couple of years with Trevor Lawrence. So I see all that. I think it's going to depend on what you're selling Travis ETN for. I think there are guys I would be buying Travis ETN, and then there are guys I would be pivoting off of. JT is not even in the top six, seven of, and yeah. I like JT more than I like Travis ETN. Yeah. This will be interesting to see how the dust settles with Travis Etienne's value and will ultimately really be the decider of whether we think that Travis Etienne is a buy or a sell. And I think you're going to have you're going to have two camps with Etienne, I would predict, at the end of the year, where some are going to say, oh, this is his breakout season. This is awesome. He's going to be great for years to come. And others are going to say, there's nowhere but but backtracking from this and coming back from a production standpoint for the next year or two because of how much his efficiency has gone down and because of the abnormal usage that he's gotten. I mean, 220 carries, which was already abnormal for a Doug Peterson offense in 2022. He tops that with 150 halfway through the season this year. He's on track for over 300 rushing attempts with only 3.9 yards per carry at the moment. I mean, he's barely going to break a thousand yards with 300 rushing attempts. And you're looking it's at some bad. of the Jag games. We've seen a lot of Jaguars games. A lot of his high-scoring games have come from big playability. Some of his receiving usage, which has been very nice. He's also laid some duds, some big-time duds. And very those true. duds come from weeks where he isn't scoring multiple touchdowns. That would be the case that I would anticipate for selling Travis Etienne in the offseason if he ends up being valued as a top three dynasty running back, which I think is definitely a ceiling right now. I have not gotten to a point where I am 
super uh, where I'm hard set on one side or the other right now. I'm definitely in the middle trying to get a little bit more uh, Honestly, uh, of, a, of a grip on or a grasp on the situation with Travis Etienne. Gotcha. But what I will say is this season we were wrong about Etienne. We thought he would fall in value and he did nothing but skyrocket in value. I agree. Yeah. Cut this part, lost my place. Next guy that we're going to have here is Puka Nakua. And we've talked about him here a bit in Dynasty already, but you're looking at his value now. I believe he's at wide receiver nine. nine. And is that deserving based off of his production? Absolutely. Is absolutely deserving based off of his production. Am I selling Puka Nakua? At the moment, at his current price, and with his situation, where you have a big question about his production with and without Matthew Stafford. How much longer is Matt Stafford going to play? When is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be consistently healthy? What's Puka Nakua going to do with Cooper Cup? What's going to happen to Cooper Cup after this season? Will he get traded away? Will the Rams go into a full rebuild after this season? We don't really know. And I think because of those question marks, if you can get a low-end wide receiver one in exchange for Puka Nakua, or even plus... I think I'm selling Puka Nakua. A lot of people right now in our comments are asking us, hey, would you prefer Jalen Waddle or Puka Nakua? It's not a question Waddle. for me. It's not even a question. Holy smokes. It's Jalen Waddle by far. And this isn't even a draft capital question anymore. I think at this point, we know that wide receivers, late round wide receivers who show out and produce, their, their career trajectory isn't the same as those low draft capital, low investment running backs. True. It's so hard to come by really good wide receivers that when you hit on them, you eventually pay them. They 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 get paid their dues. Their draft capital isn't as significant. I'm not worried about that with Puka Nakua. I'm not treating him like some lesser wide receiver. I am because of his situation for the Rams and how many lingering question marks are going to be for years to come. We know what type of offense Mike McDaniel runs in Miami. We know what type of offense Jalen Waddle or what type of production Jalen Waddle is capable of putting up playing alongside Tyreek Hill. The biggest question mark we have is Devon Achan there and how much he's going to take away from Jalen Waddle. And I can tell you, pretty confidently that I don't think Devon A-Chain is going to be able to consistently put up two to three touchdowns a game. If you think that's going to happen, then um, I guess you can call me a hater and someone who's ridiculous (laughs) and irrational. But uh, yeah, that that's, I I would bet on the talent here. I would bet on the situation. I I, I just think Jalen Waddle's a lot safer. Looking at the wide receivers book is going around. I'll read the six guys, lamb, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, Stephon Diggs and Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison would be the only guy I'd be like, yeah, probably hold Puka. The, his, his value has reached a point to where I think even if I trade him away, his ceiling is not far off from what it is now. So even if he somehow like maintains this, I didn't lose because I got a wide receiver one. Yeah. I think I, I, yeah. I hate to say, it, I think he's an absolute sell when he's going the, I the think two three turn. Yeah, I think there's a greater chance that Puka Nakua falls in value next season as opposed to some of these guys that are going around him, who I think will probably maintain their value more. Yeah, potentially. I, I, potentially. I'm, I'm selling at that price for sure. And yeah. I like Puka, but yeah. yeah, it's too much. Ooh, you get to talk about Swifty. All right, yeah, guy. whatever. DeAndre Swift. So DeAndre Swift was the guy I was in love with from a dynasty perspective, and then I hated him because he screwed all of my teams. And then this year I have him on some of those teams still because I couldn't sell him, and now he's doing well, and I'm first in those leagues. So I'm like, I don't really know what to do. And who screwed? to buy DeAndre it, it was, Yeah, Nathan's been very high. Now he's a running back one on Keep Trade Cut. He's the RB12. And when you're looking at who he's valued around, Tony Pollard's still the RB10. What do we... <laughs> he's not even an RB1 in fantasy oh production gosh. right now. Oh my gosh, dude. <sighs> I... Okay. 
Calm down. If you can flip Tony Pollard for DeAndre Swift, I'm buying DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Swift has yet to get tagged. He's younger. He's more efficient. He's doing more with less. Uh, like, this is, oh, my gosh. This is so disgusting. It's changing my mind. Kamara, Pacheco, Jacobs, Eckler, Pollard, and then Saquon. Saquon, I'll take. Outside of that, give me Swift. And this is – but this – there is a caveat. It's partly because the running back market's really gross right now. Yeah. Um, my intention with buying DeAndre Swift this offseason was to eventually sell him once he inevitably showed out behind a really good offensive line. I don't even know if I'm selling him right now. I'm holding. In fact, if you're a contender and you have to go buy DeAndre Swift and pay a first, um, I would take that as a rebuild, but I would also be okay with that as a contender. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm actually just going to say hold here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely I'll agree you with you, Ty J. Ty J. Spears, a guy that's skyrocketing up value. I'm going to keep it short and sweet with him. We like Ty J. Spears as a prospect in Dynasty Fantasy Football. We said he had the upside to be a day two draft pick. Lo and behold, he ends up being a day two draft pick and gets drafted by the Tennessee Titans to play behind Derrick Henry. The funny thing is he isn't playing behind Derrick Henry. He's playing alongside him, if not ahead of him, getting more snaps, getting more opportunities. He is definitely on the rise, a very explosive exciting kind of fireworks show running back that honestly does really well with the opportunity is given in an offense that primarily runs the football. Will Will Levis eventually help Tajay Spears to produce more since, you know, Will Levis can actually throw the ball and that'll open the field up for Tajay Spears to be more effective? Possibly. So at the moment, today, I'm holding Tajay Spears, but when you're talking long-term dynasty, I don't trust him for a second. I'm going to sell him. He has decent, respectable draft capital, but there are better running backs out there, and I think there's a big rebuild and a big kind of personnel swap for Tennessee coming long-term, and I think Tajay Spears could be part of that i pulled up his efficiency metrics expecting to be disappointed he's actually ninth in three yards per carry 4.8 yards per carry yep. uh he's 13th in target share he's yep. fifth in yards per touch he's second in juke rate he's third in breakaway run rate dare i say this i just talked myself into buying him actually if you can get him for less than a first i'm not paying a first if you can get him for multiple for maybe two seconds i think i'm fine with that i'm okay with this price actually if you because, again, doing a little bit of a deeper dive while we're sitting here, he's actually been fairly efficient on the ground, not to mention we know he's capable in the receiving game. You definitely don't want to sell Spears now because we know that Derrick Henry won't be on the Titans after this season, and he will go up in value during the offseason. So are you taking Henry or Spears on a rebuild? Oh, on a rebuild, Spears. Yeah. Are you taking Ramondre or Spears? Um, that's a good question. I'll take Spears. What about Brian Robinson Spears. or Spears? Spears. Spears. What about James Cook or Spears? Mm, that's close. It's I think they're even. Probably, I I think there's I think you're right. There's there's a path for Spears to go up in value more than James Cook this off season. Yes, which is why again he's not a sell now. I would debate whether or not he's a sell later. I think I think you would I think you would buy now to see and then maybe sell later. Okay, but I'm fine buying him. Okay, now. I I could I could buy that because <laughs> beca because nice because the efficiency metrics lead me to believe that he could flash later. Okay, and then you have what the frick is David Montgomery doing at RB seventeen? I've got to buy him in every single league, yeah. every single league. Yeah, uh, that was just, just a, a side note. A side note there. <laughs> Adam Thielen is going to be our next guy here. And what are we doing with Adam Thielen? If you're a contender, buy a man. He's probably the cheapest, highest producing wide receiver that you can get, honestly, for a second. A lot of rebuilds will take a second, take a second yeah. easily. I was able to get two seconds. I think some contenders will have to pay two seconds if their rebuilds are smart who own Adam Thielen. But ultimately, I think... 
across the board in general, you're able to buy Adam Thielen for a second. That's absolutely what you're looking to pay for pay as a contender to get a wide receiver one right now who's getting ridiculous target volume and has such a nice floor. Michael Wilson is going to be our last guy here. He's also skyrocketing up in value. I, I think with him, he, he was another guy that we really liked, not in the pre-draft process, but after he was drafted to Arizona, we were like, hey, this is a situation that could end up being really friendly for him. We don't know if Arizona is going to be able to pay Marquise Brown. We don't know. I, I think Michael Wilson, regardless of who he's playing behind, could be a very effective wide receiver in his own right, obviously cap ceiling. But him skyrocketing in value is due to the production he's been getting with Josh Dobbs. So whether it's Caleb Williams next year, Drake May, or Kyler Murray, I think regardless, you're going to see Michael Wilson reap the benefits of that opportunity because, I mean, you see, you've seen Rondell Moore do it. You saw um, DeAndre Hopkins do it. Christian Kirk do it. Uh, help me. Who, who else was there that e even produced last year? It, it was another receiver that was doing okay. I, I don't know. You're not helping me here. But ultimately, <laughs> Michael Wilson, I like him as a talent. I think he's a good route runner. I think he's a good fit in Arizona long-term and what they were looking for. That's why they took him in the third round. So am I buying Michael Wilson? Yeah, I, th I still think he's pretty cheap. And if you're, if you're a rebuild and you're shipping off someone like Adam Thielen, go get Michael Wilson in a third. That's something I'd absolutely be looking for. So I, I know the guy you're thinking of now, and I can't think of his name. He yeah, was like the waiver guy. That everyone was picking up midseason, right? Yeah. What was his name? I, I, it's, We're gonna think uh, of it. Oh, uh, Greg Dortch. Dortch. That's right. I knew Dorch. it was something weird. Yep. Yeah. I and I intentionally was messing with you and not helping you. So I'm look. I mean, if Michael Wilson's going around, like you can get him for Jonathan Mingo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jalen Hyatt. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Josh Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now when you have got by some by low guys. Tyler Lockett's there, wide receiver fifty. That's so freaking stupid. Nuts. And Traylon Burks fifty one. Like I'd maybe consider moving Michael Wilson for those guys. So yeah, mm -hmm. probably more of a hybrid there and situationally. But I mean, I'm I think we're pretty confident in Michael Wilson. We liked him. So yep. all right, do us a huge favor if you play Dynasty, make sure you subscribe, drop a like on this video, and if you want one of these, oh team blueprints. Flockfantasy.com slash domain. The mother flocker tier gets you a team blueprint. It's a picture of what your dynasty team current build is. We grade all your position groups. We give you a three-year outlook. We give you some moves to make. It's a very detailed and thorough plan for your dynasty team. And it's really pretty too. So flockfantasy.com slash domain. Choose the mother flocker tier. Get one of those. And you get to join our community. You get trade advice. You get to be in our so you get to be in our DMs, which is pretty cool. Oh. You get to get all of our rankings and articles. Flockfantasy.com slash domain. Mother flocker tier. Get a blueprint. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you later.